Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to today's program, to Calvary Live. So glad that you've joined us and blessed to be hosting today once again. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. Here to answer your questions and to take your prayer requests. You just heard the number that you can call in and be on the air. It is 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, 303-690-3000. And as we usually encourage you to do, is to grab one of those open lines early. And we have all open lines right now. This is the show where you get to call in and ask questions. Maybe your Bible reading or you heard a Bible study that brought up a question, and the question that you ask uh, is going to also bless others uh, or others are thinking of the same question or a similar question. And so it's not only for the caller, but for everyone who's tuned in. So, so glad you're tuned in today. There is another means for you to be able to ask a question or uh, give a prayer request, and that is through a dedicated text line, and that is 720-336-0897. I'll be repeating those numbers throughout the program, 720-336-0897 for the texting. For texting only, uh, no one will answer that line Um and uh, you can't leave a message just for texting. If you can uh, text me a short uh, prayer request or a question, and we will fill in the show as we have time. But the heart of the show is talking, talking with you, having a conversation, being able to explore um, and to converse with one another a subject or the scriptures. And uh, it's just wonderful to be able to do that. And the whole purpose of the show is to bless you, to lift you up, to encourage you, and I will do my best to take you to the Word of God in your questions, and maybe perhaps you had a question on Christian living or some other subject that is on your heart and mind. So all open lines right now, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and we're going to go to the phone lines as soon as the phone starts ringing. But I just want to say welcome, all of you listening live today on this Tuesday afternoon in Colorado and Southern Wyoming, as you're listening to Grace FM, two different stations. So blessed that you're tuned in today. Love to hear from you from Southern Colorado, Pueblo, Fountain, Colorado Springs, clear up through uh, 89.7, starting in Castle Rock, uh, Parker, up through the metro area, up into Southern Wyoming, the panhandle of Nebraska. Love to hear from you guys. Give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And then also we want to welcome those who are listening on the East Coast on Truth and Hope FM. You too can call at that same number. And as you're listening on the different radio networks, you are a week delayed, but you can call. We can have our conversation, and then you can listen to it next week. So love to be connected to you guys. We get lots of calls from the East Coast. So glad that we can minister to you out there, and so love to hear from you. And then also the online listeners, perhaps you're listening on your uh, smartphone, your your tablet, maybe 
uh, as you're listening to the Grace FM app or the website on your computer. We got international listeners that tune in uh, just about every day, and so I uh, love to hear from you guys. 303 690 3000. Again, this is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. Delighted to be with you. I hope you're blessed today. And let's continue to just um, focus on this time, on the things that the Lord talk about, the things that are important to you. So give me a call at those numbers that I just gave to you. Let's go to Judah, who is on the road, I believe, C-470. Judah, you driving? Yes, sir. Well, thanks for calling Calvary Live. Um, Thank you for taking my call, Pastor Jeff. I wanted to call in with a prayer request. I have a work colleague who lost his uh, 15-year-old son to a suicide, and uh, it's really heavy on my heart to pray for him, for him and his family, for comfort and healing, and uh, for them to draw closer to the Lord in this tough time. Yeah, how difficult, how difficult, and the journey of grief that they'll be on, and, and sadness, and and uh, I want to pray for you too, Judah, uh, to just be able to be able to minister to them and be there. And Father, I just pray for this work colleague of Judah who, Lord, has lost a son, uh, taken his own life. And Lord, it happens too often. But Lord, we right now just pray for this family that's going through tremendous grief, probably going through a lot of questions. Um, sorrow that that very uh, seldom is felt in such a heavy way, but is so very real. So, Lord, I just pray for comfort to come to this family and all those affected. I pray that you would just minister to them. They would perceive your presence. And, Lord, I just pray for Judah, that in these times when we don't know what to say, and it's so hard, But, Lord, we lift this family up in prayer. Uh, We just uh, ask that the people around them, including Judah, would be able to minister to them just words of comfort, just their presence being there, their support. And, Lord, I pray that you would just work mightily, that you would work strength and supernaturally in them that in a way that they need right now to get through every minute, every hour. Our heart breaks when we hear these things, Lord. So, all of us that are listening right now to the show, we we can sympathize, and our hearts go out to this family that lost their son, their teenage son. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would work in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Judah, we're, we're so sorry for their loss, and, and we're going to be praying for you as you desire to minister to them as well the words to say, um, but yeah. thank you for the prayer. You bet, Judah. Very, very hard. You know, we have seen um, the increase of, um, I think that a hundredfold is what I read of statistics of teenagers that are seeking out mental health, um, you know, services. Uh, the suicide rate has increased across the board. We need to be praying. We need to give words of hope and encouragement. And it just breaks our hearts when we hear things like this. And it's a time also where I remind everybody that if you 
you know, are struggling with suicidal thoughts, talk to somebody. Please talk to somebody. Get some help. There are people around you that will help you if you just ask and reach out. Be sure to do that. Be sure to to call your church, to talk to a teacher, to talk to a family member, your parents, whoever it is. But choose life and talk to somebody because there's one way up, and that's uh, that's one way is upward, and the Lord desires to minister, so talk to somebody. It's just another reminder. Don't isolate yourself, and um, there are those who care and love for you and, and uh, want to be able to talk with you and help you uh, in that time where it seems so, so hopeless. So 303-690-3000. I believe we got uh, full lines right now, but let's continue with the phone lines. Let's go to Marilyn in Greeley. Marilyn? Hi. Yes, hi, Pastor. Um, I'm right in your neighborhood. <laughs> Good. I ha- I actually have been in your church a couple times, but um, I really haven't been to church since COVID. I'm okay. a high risk, and I am still not comfortable sure. being in crowds. I've got I got my first vaccination, but I haven't gotten my second one yet. And um, I really don't feel comfortable in crowds yet, you know. Yeah. But that's yeah, not sure. why I called. Um, I called because I have a question regarding why, and you probably don't have an answer to this really, but um, I thought I'd ask it anyway. Why is it that some people, when they give their life to Christ, are delivered from all kinds of bad things, addictions like Ed Taylor is one of them, Raul Reese, there's another guy. Max Ducato, I mean, lots of mm-hmm. people are delivered instantly from addictions, bad habits, blah, blah, blah. Well, what about those of us who aren't and who have struggled with things their whole entire life? And yeah. and um, yeah. regardless of the counseling I've received or the um, whatever, I, I, I just don't yeah. seem to yeah. get anywhere, yeah. you know? Yeah, and, you know, the addictions are very real. When we come to Christ, behold, all things become new. We're a cre- new creation in Christ. And you hear the testimonies. I've heard them from, you know, um, different people and uh, being delivered from mental illness, you know, just all kinds of different things instantly when they got saved. But it doesn't happen to everyone, Marilyn. And, um, but yet, you know, I know, um, some that have that testimony, maybe perhaps they were delivered from drugs, but they still have struggles in other areas that they haven't been delivered from. All I know is what the Bible says is that the Lord desires for us to walk in the spirit so that, you know, uh, we're not dictated by the flesh, but there's still that warring of the flesh. And it is a war, isn't it? It is a war. Is it a, it's a struggle. And there are some things he will deliver us from, um, you know, uh, quickly and suddenly. And there are other things. It's just like we keep going back and going back and going back to the Lord, crying out to the Lord. So I don't fully understand it except this, to give it to the Lord. He's the one that can free us from addictions, that there are practical things that we can do, and that is to continue to renew our minds in the Word of God, to stay close to the Lord, to get those temptations out of our lives as much as possible, you know, whether it's alcohol, drugs, 
We don't want to be in a place of temptation, you know, and we just need the Lord's help, but it can be a struggle. And, and sometimes he delivers us right away where some people are delivered. They have no desire for it. And other times it's a struggle for people. So you don't have a patent answer. Uh, the work of God in our lives, I don't fully understand, but I do know that he's the source that frees us from those things. And we keep going back to him over and over again, day by day, bit by bit. But here's the thing I don't want you to, to think, Marilyn, that the Lord doesn't love you or you don't belong to him. Um, See, that you keep the looking. enemy keeps telling me. Yeah, you know, and that's what the enemy will do. The enemy is going to come along. And the enemy is going to, who's the accuser of the brethren, saying, you know, you're still struggling with this. Why are you? You're not a Christian. You're a spiritual waste and all this stuff. Don't listen to the lies. He loves you. You trust in him. You rest in his love. You keep calling out to him, and I want to pray for you right now. That's okay, Merlin. Um, you know, I haven't had any friends since I left work. I, I was never that close to anybody there. And... um because I haven't worked in a year, and that makes a huge difference, too. So I'm by myself right. uh, a lot, and um, yeah. and I just don't really have anybody that I can call and, and pray w- with or anything, you know, and, and it makes it yeah. pretty darn hard. hard. And, and does, I listen Marilyn. to Christian radio all day, and mm-hmm. um, the TV, uh, I watch stuff on TVN. Although I don't agree with a lot of it, but or some yeah. of it anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, I still you know, get, I don't know. It, it's a battle, and that's what you're experiencing, Marilyn. And the thing is, one of the tactics of the enemy is to isolate us, because if he can isolate us, it's a lot easier for him to to beat us up and to discourage us. So I know that right now you're you you don't feel comfortable being in crowds. But, you know, there are other times where we have smaller groups. When you get vaccinated, just pray about it because, you know, having that fellowship or just come by the church and just ask for prayer. And, you know, we would be happy to do that for you. So please reach out and and, um, keep praying and, you know, pray about, Lord, I do need that fellowship because that's what I'm hearing a lot of. That's a a theme that we're hearing over the last month or two is this COVID has isolated me for a year. I, I you know, and that's a decision that you have to make when you feel comfortable because you're high risk. When you get, you know, the vaccine, the second one, you know, after a couple of weeks, do you feel comfortable or smaller groups or coming by the church? And we certainly will reach out to you and serve you any way that we can, Marilyn. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you this real quick. Mm-hmm. And then I know you've got other callers. Yes. What about, I feel like I'm being accused because I hear pastors talk about that. This, you've got one foot in the world and one foot in heaven, and sometimes that's exactly how I feel. Right. And I'm like, well, is that defining me? You well, know, I try no, to keep my, my thought line in track right. with God. I don't watch anything or read anything that I think would be offensive to right. the Lord. You know, and but but my physical part of me is not where it should be, and but I yeah. so I feel like I'm a compromising Christian, yeah. you know, and and, it, and 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 the devil horns right in on that. 
Yeah, he loves to horn in on that. And the thing, Marilyn, is is that you're listening to the Word. You're committed to Him. You have a desire to be in fellowship. You feel alone and stuff. And you have a battle right now. You have a battle right now with the flesh and things going on. It doesn't mean you're not a Christian. And when you know that is used, it's used from First Kings when it was Elijah saying to the children of Israel, you know, the house of Israel, how long are you going to be between two opinions? You know, if you're going to worship Baal, then worship him. If you're going to worship Jehovah, worship him. And and the thing is, is that just because we're a Christian and we're growing in the Lord, the enemy doesn't like that. He's going to try to discourage you from growing. But it doesn't mean you got a, a foot in the world and all of this other stuff. The doubts and discouragement comes you keep looking to the Lord and trusting in Him and resting in His love for you. And know that His thoughts towards you are thoughts of peace and not of evil. They give you a future and a hope. And that you have the spirit of adoption where you can cry out, Abba, Father, Papa, I need your help. I need your help right now. And that we will walk with you and serve you in any way that we can, Marilyn, to encourage you in the things of the Lord and in the Word of God. All right? Because you need that. You need that right now. I can hear it in your voice. So, Father, I pray for Marilyn. I just pray that as she's been discouraged and just alone and isolated in the struggles that um, that she has, that you know them, that you would just help her be strong, help her with, um, Lord, the physical um, things that she um, struggles with or addictions or anything else. And, Lord, just help her and, and just minister to her heart. And, Lord, that she would eventually be able to to have some fellowship, to be encouraged when she feels comfortable. Just help her to trust in you in those things. But, Lord, just help her to get rid of the doubts and, and discouragement that people can bring, That like she's a second-rate Christian, or you don't love her, or, Lord, that you would just minister to her knowing that she can cry out, Abba, Father, because she belongs to you. Just pray for your touch, your deliverance, your encouragement, your strength given to her. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God hey, Marilyn. You, Pastor, and I'll see you around. <laughs> yeah, you, okay? you, come, you come call us anytime, okay? I absolutely will. Okay, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. You bet. 303-690-3000, when somebody hangs up, there's an open line. I want to stay in Greeley, go to Annie. Hi, Annie. Hi, Pastor Jeff, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm all right. Um, Good. Yeah, yesterday I had a second question, but because, you know, I knew that there were other color, I didn't want to be so um, selfish. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're let not, me ask you You're today. good. So, hello? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. My question is, and I know different people gave me different answers, but, you know, I'm still not satisfied. I've been asking because I'm a church goer, and I just don't want to be a church goer. I just right. want to know... How do I know my gift in the Holy Spirit? Right. Like in the church, what is my gift? Because I've been asking, and I know that the Holy Spirit, like He says in the Bible, it gives it to whoever freely. So I've been yes. asking, praying for the gift of tongues, so many gifts. And up to now, I haven't received anything. And I feel at times that, you know, I'm wasting time, my time. And I don't want to think like that because I know this is the devil thing. So I just want to know. Yeah. Can you guide me in knowing how do you know what yeah. your gifting is? Yeah, and you're asking a very good question, and I think it's important 
for us as Christians to know uh, spiritual gifts that the Lord gives to us, because he gives us gifts. We know that from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and um, he he speaks about that, the diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit, differences of ministry, but the same Lord. There's diversities of activities. I'm glad he included that, because you may have the gift of teaching, but it may not mean that you're going to be, you know, um, teaching in a pastoral staff. It may be you have to give the teaching, different activities, teaching children um, or youth or something like that. But you mentioned a verse from that, I believe, from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to read it for you and for the sake of the uh, listeners. But it says, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. So we are to desire spiritual gifts, but the Holy Spirit, he gives gifts according to his will. And that's what you got to remember. So you can pray for the gift of tongues, but if the Lord doesn't give you the gift of tongues because it's not his will, at least for right now, and you can keep asking, but I think it's important to know the spiritual gifts that are listed in the New Testament in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, to you can go Romans chapter 12. Um, you have First uh, Peter that speaks of spiritual gifts. You have also the book of Ephesians chapter 4 that speaks of spiritual gifts. But to go through those gifts and to, to recognize what those gifts are, what the definition of those gifts, and then how is it that you're wired? How is it that you, you know, function um, naturally, supernaturally? What I mean by that is when I first came to being a Christian, I thought God could never use me. But I really like serving. I would I would do anything. I'd clean the church. I'd sweep the sidewalks. I would do those things. And I didn't realize that I had the gift of helps. But studying the gifts of the Spirit, I realized that, yeah, the gift of service, the gift of helps, that's what the Lord has given to me. He would also then give me the gift of teaching and the gift of pastor-teacher. Ephesians 4, he gave some to be apostles, some uh, um, some uh, evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the edifying of the saints. And he gave me that gift as a pastor teacher. He equipped me and to be able to function in that. So to know the spiritual gifts, you can desire those spiritual gifts. Paul says that if you should desire anything, the greatest gift to desire is love to, you know, the more excellent way. But to function in those gifts as you understand that God has given to you, but he does want to give you spiritual gifts and to recognize it. And then the spiritual gifts are given for the edification of others and for the church. But, you know, doing a study in the spiritual gifts will help number one. And then second of all, knowing that the Holy Spirit will give you those gifts as he wills um, individually, as he sees fit. And he has a calling. He has a calling for every one of us. And your calling, Annie, is just as important as my calling. He has a place for you in the body of Christ that's just as important as my place. And he desires to gift you in that, that you can edify the body of Christ. Now, tongues is a gift that edifies the individual. And we learned that from 1 Corinthians chapter 14. So hopefully that helps you out a little bit. Yeah, okay. 
I mean, I'm tired. You know, sometimes I get fed up. I get so tired. I'm like, is it that he doesn't want me to be used? You know, I'm so anxious. I, 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 sometimes I'm, I'm praying for the gift of, you know, uh, Solomon, King Solomon. Wisdom, yeah. knowledge, and understanding. But, you know, I still don't know why not me. He, he, you know, don't get impatient. That's the thing that, that happens. You know, one of the things that we see, like, for example, in the Old Testament, in Leviticus chapter 9, there was the preparations of the priest. Um, actually, in Leviticus chapter 8, there was the preparation, the anointing, the the in the tabernacle, the kind of the training of the priest. And then in chapter 9 of Leviticus, there was the presentation of the priest. Let him do that work that he wants to do in you, Annie. He's preparing you, he's working in you, but he wants to use you. And the trick of the enemy and the deception of the enemy is God can't use you. You know, you have no place in the body of Christ. And that's something that I remember feeling because I thought God could never use somebody like me. There's no way. I could never be used in the body of Christ. And I realized that he's chosen the foolish things of the world and the weak things of the world and the things that are not to bring to naught, the things that are that no man will glory in his presence. He wants to use you, Annie, and I know that from the Word of God, and he wants to gift you for that, but let him prepare you and grow you and show you, and you don't have to be anxious. You know, great people of faith in the Scriptures, they were in that place of waiting on the Lord. We know that from Moses. He waited 40 years before he was called to ministry. David was running in the wilderness for 12, 13 years before he became the king. We know that Paul of Tarsus was there making tents for about 10 years before Barnabas came and said, hey, come join us in Antioch for, you know, revivals broken out among the Gentiles. So there is that time where the Lord is preparing you and showing you and growing you. You keep growing in the Word of God recognizing your gifts, and then he's going to open up those doors for you to use those gifts in the body of Christ. But he does want to use you. And when you just say, Lord, here I am, I'm going to grow in the word. I just want to be used by you. He's going to honor that, Annie. He's going to honor that. Okay? Thank you so much. I feel comforted. Thank you. Can I pray with you? When I think about it, I just want to cry. Even now, I mean, I'm fighting tears and yeah, he loves you. He wants to use you, Annie. He's going to use you. And um, and he's going to use you where he has you in the way that he wants to. And it's going to glorify the Lord. Father, I just pray for Annie. I just pray that you would just bless her. She wouldn't be discouraged or impatient. But Lord, just to wait on you, keep growing, that you would show her the gift that you've given to her, the gifts of the Spirit. And Lord, I know you want to use her because that's what your word says for the edification of the saints, to build up the body of Christ, to be a, she's a part of the body, and Lord, you have something for her, and her ministry is important. It's important to the church and important to you, that she would be patient, allow you to work and grow you, her, and to minister to her, and Lord, just reassure her that, Lord, that um, she uh, is important to you and in the church, And, Lord, that you do use the foolish and weak things of the world, ordinary people like us. And, Lord, to take our weakness and make us strong. To, Lord, make us a vessel that is an honor for you. And we pray this for Annie in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
name, man. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. Thank you so much. God bless you. You bet. You you call anytime. Thank you, Pastor. Bye-bye. All right, we're getting close to break. I know there's people holding. I want you guys to just continue to hold, if you would, Lee in Colorado Springs, and then also Matthew. Um, we're going to go to break. It's a short break, about 90 seconds here. You're going to hear the music. Uh, but 303-690-3000, I believe we got an open line. The text line is 720-336-0897. It's the only break of the show, but we're going to be right back. We'll go right back to the phone lines. Thank you guys for calling. Let's continue the discussion, asking questions, asking for prayer, being encouraged in the things of the Lord. And we're going to be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard those two numbers that you can be a part of the show. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. We've had a busy first half of the show, and we're going to go to the phone lines in just a second. And uh, But I want to encourage you, um, to be a part of the show and and love to talk with you and uh, minister to you, answer your questions. So we're going to continue on the phone lines. And usually I do a little announcement, but I know Lee has been waiting for a while. Lee, are you still holding? Lee, you there? I'm still here. Yep. Thank you still for holding. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're on Calvary Live. All right. So last evening uh, around bedtime, my oldest, my 10-year-old, he asked if I would come in there and talk with him. And, you know, I got ready for bed and went in there. And he was just uh, started crying. And he was like, how do I know that I'm saved? Because uh, I don't want to go to hell. And it was really a, an emotional moment. Of, and I really, my heart was really torn for him that he had... I guess kind of the, the doubt of, of his salvation, which is kind of hard to, I don't know, uh, sometimes as a 10-year-old and even as you know a child, I can see where it can be confusing. Uh, but I know Scripture is, is plentiful on, uh, you know, how to come to yeah. salvation. So I, I spoke with him on uh, if we confess with our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And I said that to him, and also referenced um, faith by grace from Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, um, and letting him know that, you know, God doesn't want anybody to perish. Um, right. So, you know, and I, I gave more context, but I still feel like it left him um, unsatisfied with him knowing if he's saved or not. And I also referenced, like, does he have a desire for the things of the Lord? But just trying to get... Uh, your take on, because I know you have children as well, um, how you would kind of walk them through that. Yeah, and, you know, I think you are blessed to have him asking about how can I know that I'm saved, because he's thinking about that. And you've done a good job in giving him truth to Scripture, and I think that the way I would go with it, because it sounds like he's got a little bit of a, of, of fear or um, that he's the uncertainty that is there. And that can happen with a 10-year-old. It can happen with a 
90 year old. Um, and I think that to just remind him of the love of Christ who went to the cross for him specifically, we, we give the message that Jesus went and died for our sins, but to make it really personal, make it real, um, uh, just real to him to where Jesus came and died for him personally, loves him. That's why he went to the cross. I think that's what helped me because I remember at a time I was just like, Lord, do you even care about me? You know, cared that I'm saved, anything. And I just really started to be drawn to his love and to understand as Romans chapter 8, some of these verses that you can read to him, that you did not receive a spirit of bondage or to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. He's your Father. He loves you. You're a child of God. And to um, just continue to point him to the love of Christ, that his love is unsearchable, undescribable, um, immeasurable. Uh, you know, Romans chapter 8 is a great, great chapter to take in speak about those principles that are there uh, at his level, 10 years old. But I think, you know, children, they need to know that they're loved. They need to know that they're accepted and that the Lord loves him and accepts them, you know, and will always love him and that he will belong to the Lord, just giving him the assurance of his salvation and keep pointing him in that direction, um, that there's nothing that will separate us from the love of Christ and things like that, and I think that will bring peace into his heart. Okay. Yeah, and I also heard uh, from another pastor, John MacArthur, I think that he said at one point, if your child ever says that uh, they're saved, you should never, like, try to, I don't know, I don't know if you phrase it like question it, but you should never, like, make them doubt it. Um you should just keep leading them to the Lord and encouraging them to, uh, you know, pursue Christ in all things. And um, right. would you agree with that, or, or what? Your, what do you think? Well, you know, because a father, you know, a parent, that they really value our thoughts, and they, they, he's turning to you right now because he trusts you and for that wisdom and for that truth. So I would, you know get him to where, again, to to continue to look to the Lord, read him scripture. The word of God is alive, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, to bring that comfort to him, that assurance to him, and just say, this is God's word, and you can be assured that it's true for you. He loves you. You can not doubt your salvation. You've, you know, make sure he understands the gospel that Jesus died for him, and as you gave those verses that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Not that you might be saved, but you will be saved. And that you can just keep affirming those things and those truths to him. And, and you know, to continue to walk with the Lord, grow in his love, grow in his word, are the things that you're to do. And I think that that assurance will continue to build and that, you know, even in those times where we sin, that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, that we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Just keep pointing to his grace, to his love, his faithfulness, the faithfulness of his word, and that, that he's a child of God. And I think that you're going to see that it's going to build up his faith. 
Yeah, awesome. And, yeah, I just don't want – I know that a lot of times, you know, children get older and they go off to college and next thing you know um, they're living in the world and I get it, the whole potential prodigal son or, or an individual that may, never had faith and, you right. know, it'll work out eventually. I think that my role as a parent is to just continue to lead them to Christ through the Word and uh, through fellowship and, you know, all those things and, and, and living out my faith as well and being an example. Um, but, I, you know, I think all parents out there that are, are born again, they just don't want their children to walk away. And, and, and yeah. you know, so it's, it's also something that I feel is my responsibility. Um, but I know that it's Christ that saves them. It's not me. So. Right. And a yeah. couple of things real quickly um, to, to think about. One of the things is we went over in Matthew that um, the parents were bringing the children to Jesus for him to bless and lay his hands on them. And, of course, he said, don't forbid the children to come to me. So we talked about that because the disciples were saying, hey, he's busy, don't, don't do that. But we talked about the responsibility. You keep bringing him to Jesus over and over and over again, and you keep bringing him to the Word of God. And there will be a time where he's going to have to make it his own as he gets older. But you pray every single day for him. And you pray for God's word to be tucked in his heart, that you know he gets strong in the word. Because, as I said, when he gets into um, you know, adulthood, you know, when he gets to be a teenager, he's going to have to make that his own. And um, But you keep pointing him to the love and the truth of Jesus Christ and pray for him every day. It's like Job, who got up early, he he made a sacrifice for each one of his kids, you know, and we need to follow the example of Job to give a sacrifice, an intercessory prayer for our kids every single day and to keep praying for him and entrust him to the Lord. So um, because the world is brutal out there and we're seeing young people leaving the faith, they're leaving the church, they go to college, they get blown out of the waters very quickly, so... So you want to get him established in the truth of God and the uh, love of God as much as you can and pray. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Jeff. And I remember you preaching on uh, Job about that, so you brought that to my memory, and I'll definitely uh, be doing that uh, all the more. So thank you for your time. You bet. Absolutely, Lee. 303-690-3000, got an open line. Let's go to Matthew in Pennsylvania. Matthew? Yeah. Matthew, thanks for holding. You're on Calvary Live. Uh, it's good to be here. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, how can we pray for you? Uh, a while back, my wife and I were um, having a little bit of issues, and she prayed and she's a godly woman, and she believes that the Lord told her it's okay to leave and that our marriage um, was not recognized mm -hmm. by God. Okay. And I'm just praying for healing, and because I know she's hurting right now, and I just pray for healing for her and to bring back our marriage. Yeah, and I'll pray for you. And I wanted to give you some scripture, not getting into the details and everything and why she would feel that way. But I just want to remind you, and, and, and hopefully that 
um, if it's even possible or if it's an opportunity for you guys to get some good biblical counseling. But, you know, they came and they asked Jesus in Matthew chapter 19, is there, you know, can you divorce your wife for any reason, you know, to give a certificate of divorce? And Jesus gave the definition of marriage, that he said that a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and two shall become one flesh. So this covenant called marriage that you've entered into, that you become one flesh when you enter into that holy institution. But Jesus went on to say, what God has put together, joined together, let no man put asunder or that is separate. So we have the definition of marriage, but we also have the desire of marriage. And it's God's desire that you remain husband and wife for as long as you both shall live. And so I'm going to pray that you get some godly counsel, that God softens hearts, that you can come together, be reconciled, all the issues. And, you know, um, and Father, I pray for Matthew. I pray that um, I don't know what the circumstances you do, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that um, you just change hearts, his wife's heart, um, that she would know what your desire really is in your word. And Lord, that it's a holy institution. And Lord, um, I pray that you would be with Matthew and his wife, that somehow there'd be forgiveness, that there'd be a restoring, that there'd be counsel given, that hearts would be softened, that you would intervene. And Lord, that you would work. And Lord, um, I can hear the broken heart of Matthew and just give him strength right now and comfort that he needs and the wisdom to be able to speak to his wife. And Lord, I pray that um, they would receive the counsel that they need from your word and the help from you. And you're the one that brings our marriages together and sustains them. Do that work, that healing work, because we know from your word, that is your will, that you preserve this marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew, will be praying. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You bet. God bless. 303-690-3000, I believe. We got a couple open lines, so we got plenty of time in the show for you to call. Been going through the phone calls. Let's go to Matt and Aurora. Matt? Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for calling. Good. Thank you. Um, I am somebody who came to the Lord when I was a teenager, then, as you were just uh, talking about a minute or a couple of calls ago, with college and whatever, fell away for a long time and recommitted myself a couple of years ago. I, I, I have a, a really burning desire to please the Lord, um, to continue in, in my walk, but I, I have a lot of problems with uh, depression, as a lot of mm-hmm. people do. And I feel yeah. like it really derails me sometimes. Um, it's my walk or race is, is two, three steps forward, two steps back. And right. I find that, that sometimes I don't, I don't feel like reading the scripture. I don't feel like praying. And, and I know it, it's not about feelings. It's about, you know, who God and, and Jesus are. I, I look at myself and I, I try to examine, you know, what fruits am I showing, fruits of the mm-hmm. Spirit. And and I think I show a lot of them. And I think when I look at my walk from, you know, over the last few years since I've recommitted myself, 
things are different than they were. Right. But a lot of times I, I feel like, well, maybe the fruits in my life were just because, you know, I'm a nice guy or I have a, a decent personality and I wouldn't do something anyway. I, I don't know. I just, I, I guess this is more of a, a, a feeling of an assurance issue. And I, I don't, you know, as, as Revelations describes, I don't want to be a lukewarm Christian. I want to be someone who's who's really on fire for the Lord, but I, I get I get beaten down by by depression right. sometimes. I just yeah, like your thoughts on that. You know, and, and it's very real and, and it paralyzes us, you know, in moving forward. And, you know, one of the suggestions I have, you talked about um you don't want to read the word of God. And I know that in my seasons where I can get down and discourage, you know, men of faith had depression, you know, like Charles Spurgeon, the Prince of Preacher, he was very honest, and he said he really struggled with depression, and he was honest about it. And But one of the things that I know helps me when I get discouraged or down is to go through the Psalms. I am constantly in the Psalms, because David, he was one that he would write, Why you cast down, O my soul? And that as we go through those Psalms, that it brings comfort to us, comfort to the soul, to be able to know that he's the one that wants to lead us beside the still waters, to lead us, you know, into that place of peace and assurance of him that he's our strong tower, that he is the one of stability to help us bring us out of that pit that we can feel that we're in. So number one, I think that even when we don't feel like that reading the word, and, and there are times where I don't feel like it, that there's times where I just... You, you know, there's been seasons in my own life where I didn't want to get out of bed and um, I didn't want to serve and it just overwhelmed or discouraged or whatever the case may be. But to read those Psalms gave me strength. To read those Psalms brought me comfort and to continue to read them and that the Lord desires to bring his comfort to us. That first of all, second of all, I think what also helps too, you know, Elijah had depression. And Elijah, he, you know, had great victory on Mount Carmel. He called down fire from heaven. He he would deal with the prophets of Baal. Then word came to him that from Jezebel that I'm going to lop your head off, Elijah. And what does he do? He runs down. He runs away. He runs clear down to the mountain of God. That's pretty far away. And as he does, he's in the cave. He's going, you know, um, Lord, everybody's left. Um, the Lord says, Elijah, why are you here? Why are you in this cave of depression? I got things for you to do. But I think that one of the things that has helped people as, as much as you can, because you've mentioned that the fruit of the Spirit, there's been, you know, the Spirit working and there's evidence in it that continue as much as you can to move forward in serving, you know, or helping somebody. And I know that there are seasons where maybe you can't do that or you're just down so much. But to read the Psalms, to ask for the Lord for strength, he's the lifter of your head. He's the one that will bring you comfort. And to know that the Lord wants to get you through those times of, of discouragement. You know, Charles Spurgeon would, would, you know, some of his greatest writings was done during those times when he was down and just really crying out to the Lord and seeking the Lord and that the Lord desires to bring you the strength and encouragement. But you know what? You belong to him. And you want to move forward, and I really believe the Lord's going to honor that as you do. 
Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. I, I appreciate the, the kind words. Can, can I pray for you? Yes, please. Father, I pray for Matt. And in the honesty as he calls, Lord, just ask him for prayer. And Lord, that he would be assured that he belongs to you. But Lord, as we struggle the battle in the mind, the battle with the flesh, and it's very, very real. And a lot of people, you know, we've experienced that, that discouragement or depression or just hopelessness, and it's very real. And the enemy comes along, and we know that he wants to, Lord, just affirm it in our lives. Those things come from him, come from the world. But, Lord, I just pray for Matt that you would just minister to his mind, that you be the lifter of his head, that you bring the comfort that he needs, that, Lord, that he would find the comfort in your word to strengthen him. And, Lord, I just pray that you be with him, that you want to use him, and that he would be able to take those steps forward. And, Lord, in those times where where it's overwhelming, uh, where his heart is overwhelmed, that to know that he can cry out to you. And, Lord, that you hear when he's in that wilderness, when he feels like that, um, Lord, it's the, the discouragement is great, that you would bring the comfort that he needs and to know that you love him, that you desire to use him for, for him to move forward and to grow. And, Lord, I just pray, make yourself strong because you promise that you would bring strength when we are weak, that you will bring, Lord, just uh, wisdom when we need it, that you will bring everything that we need, that you would do that for Matt. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God, you bet, Matt. God bless you. Thank you. I believe that we got all open lines all of a sudden. 303-690-3000. We do got call time for a call or two. Love to talk to you. You know, one of the things that when I was talking with Matt is, you know, the Word of God, to me, um, it, it just feeds me and strengthens me. In Matthew's Gospel, when Jesus was feeding the 4,000, um, the multitudes was there. This was different than the feeding of the 5,000. And he said to his disciples, I'll read it to you in Matthew chapter 15, verse 32. He says, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me for three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. And so for Matt, for all of us, that we can feel just weak, the Lord has compassion for us. He has compassion for you. And he doesn't want to just send you away with nothing, but he desires to feed you. And I know the importance of us being fed the Word of God and um, God's comfort and his truth, and if we don't get it, we do faint on the way because the world around us, it's, you know, brutal out there. And to get that fellowship that we need, they get the encouragement that we need to know that the Lord is with us, but to be in the Word of God, to continue so we don't fade on the way, to be strong. And that's what makes us strong. And that's why the Word of God is so important to me because I can read it and I can be encouraged and be fed by it and strengthened by it. So I just want to encourage you in that. 303-690-3000 
is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. We're going to go to the text questions real quick. And there is um, one here that says, uh, in John chapter 14, verse 28, what did Jesus mean when he said that the Father is greater than he? And of course, he would say that in that upper room. Jesus is talking about his incarnation. Um, if you love me, you would have rejoiced because I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. Um, we know that in Philippians chapter 2, that Paul, inspired by the Spirit of God, says that Jesus, who did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, Jesus would say in the Gospels that the Father and I are one. But Christ, um, as we know that he's speaking to his disciples, he is speaking of his lowly position in the incarnation. And that's what he's speaking about. So Jesus would speak of his deity. The Father and I are one. But in that case, he's speaking of his incarnation. So good question. Hopefully that uh, answers that. And we're going to go to Grace in Thornton on line one. Grace? Hi. You're on Calvary Live. Oh, thank you for answering my call. I just want to call and ask for prayer. Uh Uh-huh. my daughter who suffers a big burden of depression, it is, and it is a big burden of depression. She just yeah. found out she's married, and she has a little two-year-old. And we Aww. suspected all along, but we weren't sure. But it was confirmed last Friday that he does have autism. And so okay. she is, she's being weighed down by now, right now with, with the pain of her son. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I know he's going to be made whole. I know there's so many things out there, and I know there's nothing impossible yeah. for God. And I tell right. him not to speak the negative because it's fighting against the positive. But I know he's going to be made whole. I know he is. Yeah. There's so many and, and Grace, we're going to pray for your daughter, and we're going to pray for your, um, you know, grandson. And um, we just pray that. Um, you know, there's so much more help out there than there was when those who have autism. And uh, I've known parents that had children that had autism, and they're beautiful, and they're wonderful. And um, and there's a lot of work, but the Lord desires to work in your family with your daughter, with your grandchild. And Lord, I just pray for grace as she's just expressing faith. And Lord, that you're able to work. And I pray that you lift the depression from her daughter who's suffering from depression. And Lord, that you would uh, strengthen her heart, her mind. Lord, that she wouldn't feel hopeless uh, concerning her, her child that's been diagnosed with autism. Lord, I just pray that you would minister to his little heart, that they would get the help that they need, because there is help out there. But Lord, that you would touch him, that you would minister to him, that you would, uh, Lord, um, help him to grow. Um, to to work through this. And Lord, I just pray for Grace's daughter that you would help her to, Lord, know that there's always the promise that you're working, even through the difficulties, because you promise to work all things for good for those who love you who are called according to your purposes. And it isn't that you make the bad things good, but you work good in the bad and in the challenging times and in the difficult times, showing yourself strong when we are weak and that you would show her that your grace is sufficient. So, Lord, I pray that you touch this family, and, Lord, I pray that you would minister to them, that you be with grace, help her to minister to her daughter, her grandchild, 
And Lord, continue to give encouragement, Lord, and um, words of, of just faith and words of, of hope um, to our family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. You bet. You bet, Grace. Thank you for everything you do. God bless. You. You bet, Grace. Keep in touch. We'll be praying. Hey, we're near the end of the show. We had a great show. Thank you, everyone. And um, you know, uh, one of the things is uh, there's a lot of people that are discouraged right now and feeling down. And I just want to read to you. I was reading this before the show, and it's Psalm 27, a Psalm of David. And he writes that I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. You keep believing in the word of God and believing in him, and you're going to see the goodness of the Lord and be of good courage. And you just wait because he's going to strengthen your heart. And I know that's not always easy to wait on the Lord, but he is faithful He is true, and he also promises not only will he strengthen you as you wait on him, but he will be gracious to you, Isaiah chapter 30, that Isaiah chapter 40 goes on to say that he will strengthen you, and in Lamentations chapter 3, he will be good to you and compassionate to you, so wait on the Lord. Hey, thank you everyone who's part of the show. God bless you. so wonderful to talk to you. Keep in the word so you don't fade on the way. And keep close to the Lord. He loves you. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.